Podcasting from the Star Group, home of the iconic Dressable Lions. This is Beyond the Known, the podcast that takes you a step beyond what you know about business. I'm your host, Paul M. Newberger, president of the Star Group. So we are here today with Tony and Sharice Greco. Tony and Sharice are the owners and operators of Mind Right Realty. MindRight is based in southeastern Wisconsin, where they find creative ways to pair people with their dream homes. Tony, Sharice, wonderful to have you today. Thank you for having us. Super excited to be here. So to get us going, I would love to get to know the two of you a little bit more on a personal level. And Tony, I'm going to start with you. This jumped off the page when I saw this. Tony loves to read graphic novels. So that's a really awesome way to say I love reading comic books. It just sounds way more mature and sophisticated if it's a graphic novel. But I've been an appreciator and collector of comic books since I was a little kid, and it just captured my imagination the first time I read one, and I've been a pretty committed and advocate and appreciator of all things comic-related for a very long time. As you get older, you start to read more mature storylines that are technically considered graphic novels, not comic books or funny books. So that's where the graphic novel kind of comes into play there. So the greatest superhero of all time is? His wife. Exactly. Took the words right out of my mouth. I think we were all assuming that anyway. And you know you were going to say that anyway. Okay, so the second greatest superhero of all time is? Man, someone you'd think a fan like myself would have a readily available answer, but I don't. Because it really depends on the situation. I mean, just of all time across all all different, like, you know, DC, Marvel, across everything. Who is the number one? My favorite of all time is probably Wolverine of the X-Men. Sweet. Yeah, it is sweet. See, I ask tough questions on Beyond the Known podcast. I mean, let's go. Let's get to the meat of this. And, and speaking of, you know, learning more about people. So, Sharice, I understand that you're a dancer and you love to choreograph at your home in your home studio. Well, my mother put me in dance when I was two. I danced for 20 years. I studied classical ballet, jazz, tap, modern, African dance, you name it, pretty much done it. I stopped pretty, like relatively quickly after I I had my daughter. And then I decided I really wanted to get back into it. I just missed it. It's a passion of mine. It helps me clear my head when I'm creating or just when I'm moving. So a couple of years ago, a good friend of ours who's a choreographer and teacher, he reached out and said he was going to start some local classes back up again in Milwaukee. And of course, I jumped on the opportunity, although I will say it's not quite as easy getting back into dance in your late 30s. But regardless of all that, you know, my body went through whatever it needed to get through to get back to where it needs to be. And so I was dancing at a local studio on the east side of Milwaukee for a few years. Up until just recently, my schedule has really been demanding just in real estate And so I've always wanted to have a studio at home where I could just walk down the stairs and dance and create and be happy and clear my head and just think about things. And so my husband, along with my daughter and my son-in-law for Christmas, surprised me with my own dance studio, mirrors, dance floor, the whole nine yards. And it was a very touching and beautiful surprise. So now I just have the ability to go downstairs after a long day, throw my sweats on and just get after it. (laughs) It was very superhero-esque of me. I would say so. And congratulations on making me feel like the world's worst husband. You you give your wife a dance studio. I give my wife a coffee mug. Boy, I've got a lot to learn here. Anyway, so as we've already established, the two of you are a husband and wife team with respect to realty. So how did you meet? 
<laughs> Do you want to take the story, Tony? Sure, it's a good one. I'll condense it to the best of my ability so it doesn't eat up our entire time slot here. So Sharice and I were both involved in a direct sales company. It was a skincare company. And every week there were trainings at a local facility in West Dallas. And I actually thought she was somebody else and like super assertively like walked up and I was like, hey, I don't know you. And she looked at me like I was crazy, which was probably an accurate response. And I ended up sitting behind her and she states, how did you put it? I could feel him burning a hole through my head. I could literally feel him staring at me. And it was like burning a hole in the back of my head. It was weird. It's because it was, I mean, people use this term very loosely, but I honestly, in in my heart and soul, feel it was love at first sight. I, I was just captivated by her beauty and her style. And there was just something about, there's just this energy to her. And so we, we all went, ended up getting together later that evening at, I think it was Buffalo Wild Wings. And I did my best to, you know, just create some casual and real conversation. She was very polite, but I could tell that she wasn't as interested as maybe I would have liked her to. So I did what any good man does. I respectfully and politely stalked her on Facebook. And reached out to her multiple times and asked if, you know, because I was living in Whitewater at the time, but we were doing a lot of business in the Milwaukee area. So I'd reach out to her and say, hey, you know, uh, I'm going to be in Milwaukee for, you know, an appointment. We should grab coffee. We should get something to eat. And uh, at that time, she was in retail and I got the typical, my schedule's so crazy with retail. It's just, if we can find time. And finally, because her best friend uh, eventually convinced her to give me a chance. And what would say to you when you told him that I was harassing you? Well, I had just gotten out of a really, really long relationship. And I said, look at, I said, do you see this? Do you see this guy right here? And I showed him Tony's face, his picture on Facebook. And he said, oh yeah, he's cute. And I said, well, he wants to go for dinner and drinks. And I really, I'm just really on the fence about it. And he said, oh girl, you just gave your life. You gave 12 years of your life to someone with six hours for dinner and drinks. And I was like, oh, I didn't even know what to say to that. I was like, Okay. <laughs> so thank you, Nick, for that. Um, and uh, we ended up going to, where did we go? I think we went to Crawdaddy's. Uh, we had dinner and we just hit it off. Just uh, We pretty much were inseparable after that. Yeah, we just nonstop laughter about everything, just geeking out, having a lot of real serious, deep conversations, but just keeping it funny and, and light the entire time. She would come visit me a lot in Whitewater while I was still living there and I would come back to Milwaukee and... I think it was within six months we moved in together, just a little over a year that we got engaged. and It was, yeah, I think it was yeah. 2012 we got yeah. engaged. So it moved quick. It moved quick, but we were both at... A... No, excuse me. It was 2013 because we oh, were in okay. the condo. Yeah. Awesome. And it was just, we were, we were both at an age and a stage in our life where we knew what we were looking for. And when we found it, it was like, we're just going to go for it. And it's been amazing ever since. She's my best friend. She's my business partner. She's the love of my life. So I'm, I'm very lucky. Well, one of the things that we're lucky at here at Beyond the Known is we get to experience a lot of firsts on this podcast. And I can mm. tell you, Tony, that's the first time I ever heard somebody say respectfully, politely stalked. I don't think you've ever heard <laughs> respectfully you and can, politely yeah. before the word stalk. So kudos to you, it sir. It negates the stalking if you preface it with politely, right. professionally. Well, you know what that reminds me of? It's almost like when somebody says, with all due respect, you're a moron. Right? Be, oh, I said with all due respect. I said with all due respect. So uh, nothing else matters after that. But, true. So what I find interesting about this is, obviously it, it's one thing to get 
married. It's another thing to decide to become a business partner with your spouse. I don't know how I could ever pull that off, but one of the things that I was curious about is when did you know that you wanted to go into business together? I'm going to let Sharice answer that because I think I always knew, but I think that she discovered later that we could actually become business partners. So I'll let her take the lead. Yeah. So for me, when we met, I was still a store manager in retail. And what I was doing with the skincare company was really on the side. It was like a side business for me. It really wasn't until I realized that I was going to start transitioning out of retail. Um, And I kind of had to, for some personal reasons, I had some health challenges and the schedule and the the environment just wasn't conducive for me to to heal. So once I started to transition out or I kind of figured out like I could transition out, I kind of started to realize that, hey, if I'm going to be able to make this thing, this side business, more of a full-time thing, because it has more flexibility to allow me to work on healing myself, then I want to do that with Tony. Like I I didn't want to do it on my own. I knew that I wanted to have a business with him. And I mean, you know, it's, of course, I mean, you're a husband and wife team and you work together and you hang out together and you go home together. And some people say, how can you handle it? But I love it because we have such a great relationship and we can confide in each other with anything and everything. And who is going to be the most honest with me when it comes to business, it's going to be my husband. Hopefully, if you have a business partner, it's your husband, they're going to be the most honest with you. But in our case, that is the situation. And I love that we can lean on each other when we need to lean on each other, or we can give each other space when we need to give each other space. But at the end of the day, we are working towards a common goal. And I think that's what I love the most is that we have the same vision for our lives and where we want to take that. And that includes our plans and our goals in business. So I love working with my husband. I I wouldn't have it any other way, quite frankly. So like most professions out there, there are a lot of individuals that would call themselves realtors. There's a lot of individuals. There's a lot of organizations. It just seems like being a realtor is a very crowded space. So what do you do differently compared to the vast majority of other realtors in the market today? Mm, That's a great question. Yeah, go ahead. You You can take the lead on that one. Well, there's definitely a reason why when we got into the real estate industry and we decided this was going to be a profession that we were going to tackle, we named our team the Mind Right Realty Group. And I think that's probably the biggest difference between the way we operate versus a lot of other realtors, real estate teams, or even just professionals in general, is that a lot of the same technologies, a lot of the same resources, the same coaching, the same scripts, the same tools are available to just about everybody. So if the same tools are available, what determines level of service or value that you can provide to an individual really begins with your, your philosophies, your thoughts, which then determine your attitude, your feelings, which then impact your actions. And, and that's really where a lot of people focus on. They focus on, on I want to get different results so they change their action. But without taking a, a step deeper or reverse engineering that a little bit more, uh, really focusing on becoming the best version of yourself, consistent and continual personal, professional growth and development on all levels, faith, family, finance, fitness, fun, everything really puts you in the best position to provide value to a client. And so our real estate team meetings are kind of crazy because people expect to just be talking about what's the market looking like and what's the different tools and tech and, and strategies we're using to get houses sold or to find people houses. 
and we spend time on that, but we spend as much time talking about where we're all at spiritually, where we're all at physically, where we're all at mentally, because without having that foundation, it's very difficult to focus on those other things. And if I could just add to that, real estate is a very rewarding industry, but it's also, it can be really crazy. It can be very chaotic. You can have so many things flying at you at once and at light speed. So what you tend to find is that a lot of agents are very reactive. And when you become reactive, you're really not operating at a very high level and you're probably not operating as the best version of yourself. Now, not to say it can't be achieved and I'm not knocking any other professionals out there that you know may be a little bit more reactive, but how long can you do that? How long can you continue to do that before you completely burn yourself out and leave the business or it gets to the point where now you are not having the same impact or giving maybe the best service that you possibly can to your client? And so, you know, for us being the Mind Right Realty Group, it always has to start within ourselves in order for us to project what we want to be, which is the best version of ourselves. And that comes across and it translates in everything from what we do with our clients to how we run a team to the way our team just operates the business in and out. And so, and also how we impact other people in our community. So it's really, really important for us to start internally and set ourselves apart just by always striving to be that best version of ourselves. Yeah. And as uh, an individual that spends a decent amount of time on social media, it's impossible not to see you guys, to see your team. And, And I think one of the words, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think one of the words or adjectives that would be used to describe your team at Mind Right Realty Group is creative. And I think you definitely bring that to your messaging. You bring that to your business. I got a direct question for each of you. Tony, we'll start with you. So with respect to the word creative, Can you give us a story of how your creativity helped you identify the unique needs of a specific client? Yes, I think I can. So generally speaking, having a creative mind or being a creative problem solver translates really well into real estate because you're constantly having to look at so many different variables and so many different moving parts and so many pieces of this puzzle and figuring out solutions. It's such a solution-driven type of industry. So holistically, being able to think outside of the box really, really makes a positive impact on on how you're you're helping your clients achieve their goals and also how you're getting creative with your marketing and presence on social media. Specifically, though, I feel, and this might be an over, I don't know, generalization, I feel that creative people may connect more emotionally. And so when you're working with a person who is looking to buy or sell or invest, and it's not just a transactional experience for you, you actually connect with that human being at a visceral, at an emotional level, and you understand their motivations and their needs and their and their goals on, on just a different, I don't know, frequency. You treat that situation, you treat it as if it's your own. You treat it as if it's the closest thing to your heart. And, and I think our clients can feel that. And they know that's you know what we're doing every single day. Specifically, we had a client, an amazing family that we helped them purchase a home in Wauwatosa in was it 2000 and late 2000? No, it was early 2018. And it was supposed to be their forever home. I mean, it was a beautiful 
almost 3,000 square foot home in Tosa, four beds, two and a half baths. They had all these amazing renovations that they were starting to do and getting into uh, quite a bit of investment in the property. And within 16 months, they both had job offers out of state. And at the same time, (laughs) they were expecting their second baby. And it was this bittersweet situation where they were so excited about the birth of their second child. They were so excited about this new opportunity, but they were devastated that their forever home that took us over a year to find is now something they're going to have to sell. And furthermore, in real estate, it's, it's very difficult to get your return on investment on a property, especially when you've sunk in tens of thousands of dollars in updates and renovations within a 16 to 24 month period. So we had our work cut out. It was not an easy listing to get done and to get them the net profit that they needed to successfully transition out of state. And a lot of agents, I think, maybe would have gotten very stressed out, got having a lot of anxiety, especially the fact that this poor woman gave birth to her baby while the property was being, they, they were entertaining showings while she was in labor. It was insane, but they had a time frame. But because we were so close with them and because we connected with them on such an emotional level and we understood what they were going through, we were able to create this bubble around them that reduced and almost washed away the excessive stress and turbulence that can be involved in a real estate transaction. And I think that without having a creative mind, it's difficult to do that because you can't really think outside of that transactional situation. That's a good story. A prime example of what we were talking about there with creativity. Sharice, your turn on the hot seat. We had talked earlier about your love of dance, your love of choreography. Can you tell us how your love of movement in that regard influences the staging of a particular home? Sure, yeah. So I just, I feel like for me, because I've always been in a creative realm in my life, or throughout my life, I really should say. For me personally, I'm I'm just happiest when I'm creating. And I think that because of that creativity and being able to think and rework things, you know, when you're a dancer and you're choreographing, you might rework something three, four, five times, maybe more, maybe less. It depends on what it is that you're trying to feel or what emotion you're trying to convey. And so I'm used to having to look at something and take a step back, look at it, see if whether or not it's going to work. And if it's not going to work, I have to go in and I have to look at it again through another creative lens. So for me, I'm used to that. So if I can go to a property and I can look at a a home and I can walk into a room, I literally can see in my head what needs to be done. And I will get there and I'll have a very good plan, but sometimes I'll lay my stuff out and I'll take a step back and I'll look at it and I'll rework it. But the whole point is, is when you're creating, you're looking at something through a different lens. And so for me, when I'm looking at a home, I'm looking at it not only through a creative lens, but I'm also looking at it through the lens of a buyer. It might be my listing, but I'm not thinking about what my seller per se is going to think of the decor because the seller is not going to live in that house anymore. It's going to be about what the buyer feels. They're going to make an emotional connection. So if I can create that with my staging, that's what I'm really trying to achieve. I think I speak for a number of individuals listening to this podcast today, especially those that are on the outside looking in, that real estate can be complicated. Real estate can be complex to the layperson. There's a lot of these terms that a lot of people don't understand. And obviously it's important that you work with somebody that you trust and have a good relationship with. What is one thing that you wished everyone would know when it comes to buying and selling a home? The one thing. The one thing. 
Man. Do you have a one thing? I have a one There's thing. so many things. Sharice, you go ahead. I'll think on this for, I'll let it marinate for a second. So for me, I would say, and maybe they know, but it's maybe not quite as obvious because there are so many moving parts. But if I could let everybody know one thing is that we could work with you for two years, six months, six weeks. We don't get paid throughout that entire process. So really, when you want to talk about customer service and elevating a client experience and making sure you're seeing something through to the end, you really have to. You really, really, truly have to because you're not seeing any compensation. Your team's not seeing any compensation. Your brokerage is not seeing any compensation. And that's how we feed our families, right? So I don't think that people realize that sometimes that we work for free. (laughs) We can work for free for you for two years until we close on a transaction. And I think that really shows value because if somebody's willing to work with you for that long and then get paid, that shows you that they have skin in the game and they're really willing to go the distance to make sure that you're achieving your dream. That's going to be a tough one to follow, Tony. Man, I should have went first. (laughs) (laughs) I only can pick one. Or two, but let's not get carried away here. One thing that we find that a lot of clients come to understand and come to internalize is that it's never okay to settle, right? We never want clients to settle, but it is okay in a real estate transaction to have compromise, to have a win-win scenario where nobody feels that they're getting taken advantage of and nobody feels that they're overpaying or, or underselling or things like that. But Unfortunately, there's a lot of people out there that have a difficult time compromising. And we really try to set proper expectations with all of our clients that in any real estate transaction, there's going to be compromise. There's going to have to be give and take on both sides. We're never going to allow you to be taken advantage of. We're never going to allow you to make any decisions that are going to put you in a short-term or long-term uh, negative like financial situation. But there are times where compromise is necessary and it's such an emotional situation. Most people that are selling their homes, they're not just selling a piece of property, they're selling memories. They're selling the place where they grew up or where they raised their children. And sometimes those emotional attachments can overshadow some of the rational or logical decision-making. And that's where we kind of help facilitate and provide consultation situations. But that's a big one. It's not okay to settle. Don't settle. But understand compromise is is part of the, the real estate transaction. So we've got a pretty diverse audience here at the Beyond the Gnome podcast. But whether it be somebody that might want to start a new career, whether it be somebody that might want to have a side hustle, at least until it really takes off, what advice would you give somebody who might be looking to get into real estate? Why would a career in real estate be a wise move for some people? Man, Sharice, you, you want me to take it? You want to Remember start? what happened last time. I you, know. You, you, you gave her the I first round and you regretted it. She so. punked me, made me look like a fool. Uh, so... Some of the initial things that attract, I guess I'll speak from personal experience. Some of the things that initially attracted us to real estate was the opportunity to own a business and to make your own schedule, to have the flexibility and time freedom. I'm not saying that there's not a lot of time involved in in building that business, but um, if you get very intentional and very strategic with uh, knowing what your one thing is and focusing on time blocking and some of the other strategies that we learned through Keller Williams and, and some of the incredible mentors that we've had, that was a very attractive aspect is the time freedom aspect. Also, there's no cap on income. We've met real estate agents that are happy making 
fifty, sixty thousand dollars a year. And we've met real estate agents that make multiple six figure incomes. And we've met some top producing agents around the world and country that make millions of dollars in real estate. So that was really attractive as well. And I, I think those that are looking for an industry where there is no cap on what you can earn and, and you have the ability to create time freedom. It's very powerful. But most importantly, you get to positively impact people's lives in something for most people, it is the largest financial investment or transaction they'll ever have in their life. And to be part of that and to be able to be their advisor and consultant through it is is one of the most rewarding things in the entire world. Seeing the smiles on their faces when you help them accomplish their goals is worth more than any compensation. Those would be the, the three things that really attracted me the Yeah, I'd say what real estate looks like on HGTV and what it looks like in the real world are two very different things. It comes packaged and pretty and has a little bow on top of it on television. But behind the scenes, again, it's dynamic. There's a lot of moving parts. For me, in my opinion, it's not for the faint of heart. You definitely have to have a tough skin, you know, just to really not let yourself be taken advantage or pushed over in this business from certain aspects of the industry. But I will say that I would agree mostly with Tony on, you know, several of his reasons as to why we really wanted to get involved in the business. And we're people persons, right? So it's really a great industry if you are a people person and you do enjoy helping people and having fun and contributing to, you know, a major milestone in their lives. You know, it's a very rewarding industry, but I will say, do your homework. Make sure that you're pairing with the right brokerage. Not all companies are created equal. You definitely want a company that's going to be transparent. You definitely want a company that is going to train and coach and grow and develop because you grow to the extent that your business does. And, you know, I think the sky is really the limit if you do pair yourself with the right company. And so just do your diligence when getting involved in the industry, you know, research it, make sure you're doing your homework and make sure that you're researching a brokerage that's going to support you and whatever your needs are for that business. If I could just add one more thing too, what I found out later on about real estate is that it's from a business, from an entrepreneurial standpoint, from a business standpoint, it's not just about helping people buy or sell home. There's so many other ways to diversify your income and diversify your investment portfolio in real estate. We kind of have insider trading information on investment properties. So when properties come onto the market, the realtors are the first ones that know about it. So those are looking at you know the investment side of things. There's incredible opportunities for people who like to coach, train, and develop. Once you learn the fundamentals and if you're passionate about helping other people have success, there's that avenue. Sharice and I built a team because we wanted to not only create leverage and we wanted to provide opportunities to people, but we also wanted to create a culture and a community of success and growth. And so there's so many different ways to create a career or a business within real estate. I think that's what people don't understand. A lot of people think, oh, it's real estate. You just go sell houses. Well, that's one part, but there's so many other avenues that someone could approach inside of real estate. So as I say, as the host of the Beyond the Gnome podcast, it is excellent to chat with guests like you because I always leave with at least one nugget of information. You both did not disappoint. Lots of good takeaways, lots of solid advice. So on behalf of everybody associated with the Beyond the Known podcast here at the Star Group, I just want to thank you, Tony and Sharice Jean Greco, the owners and operators of MindRight Realty for being here today. I greatly enjoyed this conversation. Thank you guys so much for having us. We loved it. It's been an honor. This has been fantastic. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Beyond the Known with Paul M. Newberger. If you like our show and want to know more, 
check us out at stargroup.com. That's S-T-A-R-R-Group.com slash podcast. We're also available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts.